Hey, Mike. Hey. Well, how's your uh, premature ejaculation? Okay. Had it again last week. So did Jeff. Hey, Jeff! Stop premature ejaculation? I am Mr. Premature Ejaculation. That guy could write a book on premature ejaculation. What do you guys mean by premature ejaculation? It's when you, you ejaculate, ejaculate prematurely. Well, hey, who hasn't had pre-jac? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I haven't. Every guy has premature ejaculation because we all want to last a little longer. Now you can with new KY Duration Spray. Guys, I'm Johnny Hedgepath. And I'm Travis Block. And this is the podcast where Travis and I discuss every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. And today's show, we are at episode 12 of season one, Last Refuge. But before Last we get started, Re- but before we get started, Travis, how you doing? How was your week? Uh, really good. Yeah, kind of wrapping up the school year. We're going to have an, we have uh, an online uh, graduation a week from Ooh. Friday uh, that uh, I've put together. So I've been teaching a film class and an art class. So I have two like final projects that we're going to do for this, uh, you know, where all the parents are going to be watching through Zoom and everything where the animation, we've done a really great kind of animation project where we've all kind of had to morph, do a kind of morph animation from something in our room to some into somebody else's room kind of thing. So it just kind of goes from each room to room because we're all kind of stuck, you know? And I'm going to combine that with a a, a film project that is just too insane to, to describe right now. It, it would require a whole other podcast. When it's done, I will, uh, I, if I have, I, I think I usually get the kids permission because there's not that many because uh, I've we have a smaller school. Uh, I, I'm really excited for, I, I know for sure I'll be able to share the animation at, at very least. And I'll try to explain it if I can't uh, share it to you because it'll be better when you watch it. Cool. Cool. I, I took, when I was a sophomore, uh, I took the art of film, which was taught by, uh, I can't say his name, but, uh, mm-hmm. he's, uh, the, the theater teacher, total asshole. Um, yeah. Very, uh, if Me Too existed, uh, back in 1987, mm-hmm. we, we could have mm-hmm. Me Too'd him. But, um. We didn't do any projects at all. We just watched movies or scenes from movies, and he told us about them. Yeah. And that was the class. That was yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I mean, hey, I do my share of that too, <laughs> my man. I love that stuff. Well, I, I think do the, like to talk about that bullshit. I think that I think the one, the two best things that came out of that class is where I met one of my best friends, Joey, who yeah. uh, you might have heard me is on many Wolfman? podcasts. The Wolfman. That's where we met. Yeah. Uh, and. It was where he pointed out the subliminal uh, messages in Psycho, hmm. where at the, the, the that one of the last scenes in Psycho, where uh, uh, Norman Bates he's totally become mother, and yes. he's in the jail cell, and you hear mother's voice say, "Well, I wouldn't hurt a fly," and he just looks up and stares at the camera, and it's super right. creepy. If you yep. pause it right at the right time, yes. Yeah, so- you, you know what skull. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, oh, it's the mother's it. skull that was yeah, in the, the, the fruit skull, cellar. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that's much of a. <laughs> well, in 1987, we didn't fucking know. I just... okay, as, a, as a teenager watching it for the first time, it's like, whoa! I didn't notice. It. I'd seen the yeah. movie 
more than once before oh, then, hmm. and I never noticed it. Yeah. Never noticed that before, but so yeah, maybe it, just the way it was coming in on your old rabbit ears. There, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> that is my black and white rabbit ears in my room. So yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But yeah. let's get to the show. Here's right the Netflix synopsis. The time. <laughs> I want to hear this. I actually want to hear this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, for those of you who are listening, synopsis, <laughs> synopsis of this episode. Of this episode. So, Jesus. by the way, for those of you who listen to the show, we really appreciate it. We love it. And you know how much Travis and I enjoyed the last episode. So yes, yes. This episode, wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you're saying it's early on here too. I, I was I was worried I was gonna come off like an asshole. But no, there's right. there's a few things like there's a few things I like in this episode. Mm-hmm, we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But okay, here's your synopsis. The time masters send the pilgrim to assassinate each of the team members targeting their younger, more vulnerable selves. Mm-hmm. Right, that's pretty much you know, I mean, yeah. what, what no, was the synopsis? What was the synopsis gonna be? This episode doesn't make <laughs> Any, any sense fucking sense at all at all oh god thank you thank you man i had a feeling you were gonna well if you look at the time master's uh guide that there is a specific rule that has been followed i'm like oh my god i was so worried <laughs> well i mean as we've been doing this project the more time yeah. master centric episodes have been the ones that i find the weakest yeah and uh, this is mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the show starts and we're at Time Master Central, and they're executing a time pirate. Yeah. And they're like, the pilgrim has found your younger self, and you're going to start dying now, and you're dead. Like, and, even that alone doesn't make any sense. And he just kind of vanishes. In a, in yeah. So how can that be happening? Like, how are they giving a time to someone in another time that now do it now? You know what I mean? That doesn't. Well, it also makes sense that it would register at a certain time. Like they try to, like Rip tries to explain this all just makes your brain hurt. Yeah, it really does. Well, I'm willing to suspend, you know, whatever I can suspend. Silly show to be, if you Mm -hmm. kill them in the past, they die in the present. Okay. But if you killed them in the past, he never committed the crime of time piracy. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of this. So here comes the, it's by the way, the pilgrim who just found him in the past yeah. and killed him in the past, then steps out of the shadows. So yeah. did she kill him five minutes before his trial? No, I don't know. I don't know. I and don't know. So he's like, so Martin Donovan, well, we can see Martin Donovan again. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. The great Martin Donovan. And he hands her an iPad. Where he's like, these are your next targets. And she's doing the sweep. It's an iPad mini, I think. Yeah. she's Well, there's another bit of quote-unquote technology later on that yeah. is the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on <laughs> any TV show. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so she's like swiping the pad, and you're seeing the pictures of each of the legends. I was like, I kind of like that. That's very comic booky. I like sure, that. Sure, sure. You know. And it sets up a good, uh, th- like, fine uh, way to set up your, your conflict here. Mm-hmm. So, when we last left the legends, the cliffhanger was the pilgrim was about to kill young McRory, who was watching his house burn. Mm-hmm. And so this show starts. The legends are at Rory's house, helping to fight the fire, or get. But for some reason, Rip is dressed up like a fireman, but nobody else on the team is. 
<laughs> Didn't even notice that. That's so <laughs> funny. That's a pretty nice touch, I guess. What do you think about it? Well, <laughs> like that might have just been that could have just be us like ha huh? he's the guy who likes to play dress up the most or they just could have been lazy how do you like day? my new how he yells at me he's like i thought i told you all to dress up as firemen we're supposed to be firemen if they would have made a comment about it maybe there's like well, i didn't even notice it no. <laughs> but uh, so heat wave is he's like he's like all right let's let's, let's fight this fire or whatever because he's all in the mm-hmm. fire so we see the pilgrim about to kill young mick which we was the cliffhanger and the, mm-hmm. now the shot we heard as the cliffhanger went to black was actually Ray. Ray yeah. blasts yeah. the pilgrim. Yeah. So that was good. So that was good. Adam saved the day. Yep. And <clears throat> and then, you know, Ray loves his movies because he goes up to young Mick and says, come with me if you, want, me to if you want to live. Yeah, and then yeah, says, I always wanted to say that. Yeah. I always wanted to say that. And that goes into the big opening. And I'm like, like I said, this is the third time I've watched this season. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, yeah, this is when I just remember when they get into the wrap-up stuff with the Time Masters is when I was kind of like, can we get to the end of this already? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm gonna stick. Like I said, I'm gonna stick with the show. I, I like mm-hmm. the show. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stick with it. But, Time Masters, do they make? Uh, are, are they a presence for a long time here, or is what, it just for the rest of the season? Do you mean for the rest of the series? Oh, serious? No, there's good. No, good. No, 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 no. Good. The the only quote unquote time master left after this season is Rip Hunter. Rip, so, yeah. You know, not okay, to spoil to anything. Yeah, whatever. But, well, that's, a, that's good because they yeah they really do drag it down. And in fact, Vanishing Point isn't even mentioned again until this past season during mm. Christ during Crisis on Infinite good. Earth. Okay, good. And I was going to say that yeah. like that was like the one interesting kind of thing coming out of this is yeah. like that sounds intriguing. Yeah. It's this place out of time, yeah. yes, which yeah. doesn't pop up again for 5 years. So, mm. okay. <laughs> Whatever. Which makes it a nice surprise, but believe sure. me, by the time we get to doing Crisis on Infinite Earth, you would have forgotten I've told you. These about time that. masters are, are are will be a distant memory. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So, they got young Mick in the cargo bay. And Jax is talking to old Mick and he's like, well, what'd you tell him? And he's like, told him we worked, uh, we, we worked for Argus and Argus is the deep state, you know, under the, you know, more powerful and secretive than the CIA and the yeah, Hydra kind of thing. No, no, no. They're, no, they're the good quite. guys. They're okay, the good okay. guys. Yeah. They're, they're the good guys. Well, they, from my point of view, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they're the good guys, but they also were responsible for the suicide squad in right. the Arrowverse. Okay. So okay. I got it. Yeah, they're got established. It. So Mick tells Jax he's got a baby. Because Mick does not like his younger self at all. Mm-hmm. He wants nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. By the way, one of the things I like in this episode is old Mick, young Mick. So that's one of the things I like. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, I think it got better. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's eventually. So Kendra and Sarah are training in the hallway because there's no fucking holodeck on the wave rider. I mean, so they're doing their training and I like this scene. I did. Really? I I I thought this this dialogue was so just like shitty gossip girl or OC (laughs) type stuff, man. And then like, uh, I like, I mean, when she, Oh, I agree. I I like the don't listen to my advice before it got into that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of, you know, again, foreshadows this, uh, you know, a flawed, like full character that that she kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, Sarah Lance. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, you can tell me more about this. I just, I really, I hated a lot of 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 this stuff, even with uh, with our, our girl Katie Lots. You see, that's the thing. I was like, I recognize the dialogue from what it does, what what it is. Mm-hmm. But Katie Lotz's delivery saves it for me when she's talking. Mm-hmm. Like when she said, you know, either you're getting better or I'm getting lazy. Just the, the mm-hmm. little throwaway lines. I just, mm-hmm. she, to me, she rises above a lot of the bad writing in this first season. So. Yeah. So is that, that's her playing a younger self? Yes, because I went, yeah. to, I went to look on the IMDb. So. Like, like yeah. who, played, who played young Sarah? Because you like you can tell her. that her face was kind of CGI'd a little bit. And it was a little off, so that's why I assumed it was her. I, was, I, I thought I liked the performance there. I yeah. liked the performance. I liked I liked the way that you'd play her a lot more whiny and stuff, and a little mm-hmm. more immature. That was good. Um, I don't think I, I don't think they have, can afford the CGI to CGI her face. I think that was just a makeup job. Yeah, yeah I, maybe. Yeah, really... just it, it did look a little off, right? Like, and they mm-hmm. were trying to make her look youthful. That's why they put her in the skirt and stuff. Yeah, and, and the haircut. Yeah, yeah. So Kendra is talking to Sarah while they're working out. And she's uh, filling in Sarah that she hasn't told Ray about Old West Kendra and the curse that she can never be with anyone but Carter. Mm-hmm. And, and they have their little discussion. So we cut to uh, Stein and he's talking to Mick. He's saying, what age hey. is she playing? What age was, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to ask. What okay, age is uh, uh, Sarah playing? I would imagine she's 16, 17, 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, um, you could tell it's in the past because at this, at this point in the Arrowverse, Quentin Lance is bald, but in the first couple, <laughs> in the first season or two, he had that hair. So he had to, so it's a, they had to wig him up so he could play. So that himself. guy's from Arrow. I assumed he was, had a bigger part. Sorry. I'm really skipping ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. I don't care. Here. I don't care. Uh, I, I don't like that actor. I can say he just feels kind of douchey. Kind he's so duty. good. He's, is he? Oh, is he? Okay. So All right. Maybe I need to see more of his stuff. You really do. His name yeah. is Paul. His name is Paul Blackthorne. Mm-hmm. And he was Captain Quentin Lance on Arrow for yeah. most of that series run. He dies in the second to last season. And he was also, have you ever heard of the Dresden Files? No. Okay. It's a series of books about like a film noir San Francisco detective who's also a wizard. And the books are pretty fun, and they did a TV version of it that lasted a season or two, and he, that we watched like this was like back in two thousand nine, mm. uh, or even earlier, and uh, that we watched because we really enjoyed the books and the, and the show was pretty good too. So I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, that's the guy from the Dresden Files. I like him. Mm. You know, he's a. He, on Arrow, he's really good, but you don't really get to yeah, see a lot. I just kind of got a bit of a kind of a, like an Expedia guy vibe. Do you know the Expedia <laughs> guy? Yeah. <laughs> Expedia. Just, like, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the Expedia guy. I'm sorry if this is uh, going to be a, a, a breaking point between us, Johnny. About, the, big, about Expedia? Like, dude, I'm learning to, like this week. Uh, you notice how like Joe Rogan's really kind of been like trending and everyone's like, what the fuck's up with this? Yeah. Like, especially more uh, the, over the last couple of days. And I've noticed like, I have a couple bro dude friends who, if you just s- suggest that you don't like Joe Rogan, will look out, man. Like that oh, is boy. like their sacred cow. Um, so are you, so I, so your dislike of Paul Blackthorne is cause he's coming off with that New Yorky sound. He sounds like Joe Rogan. Is that the, the issue? I, more, no, no, it's more like the Expedia guy. I was just expecting, okay. I was just going to say you, that's you in the Expedia. I'm worried. I'm going to hear, hear that that's you in the 
Expedia guy here, but you've got this Joe Rogan type. Uh, no, no, he's just an actor I like. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm not going to die on the hill of Paul Blackthorne. I know, I, I know, I know. He's an actor who's been in a few projects, and I, I like know, him. Buddy. I'm just imagining that reaction. So. He's got a very he's he's very good with Katie Lotz uh-huh. and um, her sister uh, Laurel. Yeah, on, on Arrow, his, yeah. You know, he as the father. He's very very. So good. is this kind of like a reunion of sorts for them? Yes, a, a, yeah. a, a, yes, it is because she. Yeah. it's a spinoff, so she yep. left Arrow, and it had been a while since they had acted together. Maybe, well, maybe a season. Okay. You know? Okay. So not that long. So it was all kind of like, like, have they, do they act together again? Um, the only I don't one care that comes you, off. You, no, 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 no. The only, though, the only one I can think of is she's at his deathbed okay. in Arrow and she's not <laughs> in the episode. She, you know, it's, you know, it's basically, I got here as quick as I could. I was on a legends mission, you know, that <laughs> sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, which man, that's the weirdest thing. Like if you're guys who could go through time, that's the biggest issue with this, with this thing. Like we've tracked her down to these times and eventually they do it. Like, why don't you just at the beginning here, go back to like an hour before Mick sent, set the fucking house on fire. (laughs) Because then you've never been heat wave. I mean, yeah, if you, if you had, if you had stopped him from becoming heatwave, it would really. I see what you're up. saying. I see what they you're they saying. do. Okay, okay. They do. They eventually get to a, a better point of establishing stuff like there's certain fixed right. points. There's fixed points in time that yeah. cannot be changed. Um, there'll also the interactions with famous people in the upcoming seasons that is mm-hmm. you, you found so cringy becomes delightful. You know, okay. a lot of fun. Okay, uh, okay, good. <laughs> um, they um. Anywho, so they do the opening bit. This is the second time they've done this, and this is this goes away uh, where they're all on they're all up on the front of the wave rider in the cockpit, as it were, and the camera is doing the sweep around to all the characters, and each one gets a line in succession, and it's so yeah. phony sounding. <laughs> yeah. They do yeah, that again. and this this episode this episode uh, not Wentworth Miller's best. I'm gonna say, no, um, you tell he's there's he's, times there's times when he gives that delivery and it's kind of like this is the only sound my voice has, yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, like uh, like I think there's times when you gotta f- just have a little bit of uh, variety to it. I know it's subtle, and I know that he's committed to to that. That's it that's it and that's and i'm gonna work with and that's fine if you're like that's like you know the white stripes a a, a drum and a, a drum and a guitar mm-hmm. and you can make something out of that um but sometimes it's uh, you, you can wear a little thin well maybe he's feeling a little bored at this point because it's not a spoiler thing is this is his last season okay now he comes back in recurring roles in various ways and stuff, they, they make it happen. So I can imagine at this point, he's maybe like, I've been delivering this shitty dialogue. I don't understand any of it. Mick. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you got young, here we got, oh, let me look here. Right. So Stein tells Mick that young Mick might need a shoulder to cry on. Mick's like, I don't cry. Hey, haircut. Thanks for saving me. Which mm-hmm. I like that. I, I just, th- those little things where, Mick and um, Ray yeah. are growing into being friends mm-hmm. over the course of this season of the series. Mm-hmm. I, that's a little yeah. because I'm five seasons ahead. I look yeah. 
but also like they're like the real kind of polar opposites that's what yeah that's what you look for yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. but the omega protocol apparently here's fucking omega protocol here's here's the big sticking point okay they saved young mick like well why couldn't she just go and get him again because the omega protocol travis takes precision so they only get one shot she only Mm -hmm. gets one shot at them to make it perfect so the timeline doesn't stay fucked up i who knows Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. gideon figures out that pilgrim's going after sarah next so this is where we see young sarah and paul blackthorne at the police station she's cuffed to a desk travis and now this likes not a dialogue maybe it was this line that it really turned you off of Mm -hmm. paul blackthorne because you're you're a dad by the way she's cuffed to the desk because she's doing a paper on the criminal justice system for college or they, they said or something. Okay. I missed uh, that part. I missed that part, but go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, no, no, that's not why the, his, the father has her cuffed to the fucking desk. Um, and she was supposed to be a juvenile delinquent. So I could, could have made sense. But mm-hmm. So she's cuffed to the desk and he, she's like, ha ha dad. And he goes, Hey baby, Hey baby girl. It's the dream of fathers to keep their baby girls locked up until they're 30. Or even forty. Now you're a dad. Is that true? Not at all. Not I mean, at all. like, like, dude, like, there's, like, that's such a dated kind of like, like you just. That, I just imagine like the guy like holding the shotgun. If you're dating her, you're also dating this. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. I mean, they've established. No, on Arrow, they established that he's a very overprotective father. Yeah, fine. But this line of dialogue, he's like. Fathers want to keep their baby girls locked up. Oh, that's sickening. Thirty. Sickening. That is a disturbing 30? thought. That's a disturbing thought. If he said eighteen, I would go. I've heard. I think I've heard Dad say that. Even that. You know. <laughs> or even that is just like, yeah, come up. on, man. The term it's "locked up." Is, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna put you behind bars. See, and here's your yeah. chastity belt. Oops. Exactly. Too late. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But again, I went diving into the IMDb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this young actress playing young Sarah? And there was no listing, but nowhere on the IMDb did it say Katie Lotz played both parts. So yeah. I just took a deep look. I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. That, that's yes, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but from a glance across the room at my TV, I'm like, is that, is that And her? that can be, that can be a disaster. I guess she, she's got a youthful face and they do a lot. You know what I like is that they don't, I like that they don't hide her freckles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're adorable. <laughs> Not only that, mm-hmm. it just it gives her a lot more uh, uh, character, right? Yeah, and I agree. Here in this, uh, in it, it's in it's a lot easier to just like really clean her. That's what I mean with like the makeup and maybe some CGI here. Um, they really try to make her use look youthful, and I, and it, and it 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 works for the most part because of her performance. Uh, and it can because that can be like awful, right? Like yeah. you got you know, like the Irishman <laughs> and the Irishman, oh, yeah. uh, or like even even before they would do it with CGI. Like I remember when you have to see like uh, Robin Williams playing a youth in like uh, What Dreams May Come. He's supposed to be a teenager, and it's just like oh, yeah. you, you, it's so cringy. Okay, I thought um, you were about to say. Wait, I thought you were about to say Robin Williams playing a youth. In that movie, Jack, Jack, <laughs> that disturbing, well, that's disturbing Coppola, movie, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, but, oh, I really, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. Oh, that I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I'm like, I saw that movie in the this theater. is fucking, this is wrong. This movie yeah. is dirty and wrong. Well, it was like Benjamin Button, right? I guess, but, but in like, but packaged in like a kind of '90s. 
I just uh, thought it, I thought it was a very distasteful take on that terrible disease that ages children <laughs> before, you know, those poor kids who are 80 by the time they're seven. I, I was like, is that what they're doing here? And because I don't like this at all. This, I don't know. Maybe he got, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how well it was received. It wasn't. Uh, at it the was, time it was like terrible. Still, yeah. Terrible flop. Maybe he got that idea when he first saw Jonathan Winters dressed in big baby clothes and said, someday, you know, someday I'm going to make a movie. Oh, man. I was thinking about how how we are all uh, uh, children of Robin Williams. And that, a lot of that is a big reason why uh, we, uh, you know, do the five, six, seven, eight, or like mm. the voices that, that we've done for so long, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a... a you know, not that, not to, to you know, again, I commend you for, for dropping the Jack's voice again. Hey, I'm not looking to be a hero here. Okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but maybe a legend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, but I was I was thinking about how we are all uh, 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 just students of him, right? Anybody who's ever done a voice in, uh, uh, in the last, you know, 20 years, 20 plus years has done like uh, some sort of Robin Williams kind of thing, right? So, um, you know um, what? Here's the, here's the thing. I don't like Robin Williams stand up at all. Oh, really? I used to I love his 80s stuff when he was whacked out on coke. I hate, I do not like, yeah. however, I love and adore Robin Williams as an actor. Yeah. You know, he's one of yeah, my, it depends he's been, on the film. It depends on the film, but everyone. Like that, I mean, what dreams may come. Like there's times when he would like have to, when he would be like doing, they went through a period there when he was doing sincere and it was just like too sincere. It's about not giving up, you know, like yeah. it was like oh, no, from a, well, he like made a Jacob the liar, Patch Adams. Remember that garbage? Patch Adams was the worst. Cause I remember. Yes. Because I've been, I've worked in healthcare for twenty three years, and I remember mm. if a goddamn doctor walked into one of my fucking patients' rooms with the fucking clown shoes on, and go, "How you doing, dying fella?" I'd be like, yeah, "Get the yeah. fuck that's out like, of here." Word would start to get out. Like if he walks in with that clown nose, man, that's who you know. <laughs> it's terminal, bruh. <laughs> I know. You know. Oh shit. He's Emmett. Em, Emmett Kelly is the specter of death. Just, he honks a little horn. That means you're you're done, motherfucker. <laughs> as soon as he hits you in the face with a pie. They're gonna put a tag on your toe, but for the most part, you know he's been in a lot of things. So I think the good outweighs the bad. But I never cared for his stand-up because Uh I thought it was too frenetic. And Mm -hmm. now that I'm older and I became sort of a stand-up geek, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, oh, he was ripping guys off left and right. You know, he had that reputation of going into the comedy store. And watching guys in the back, and people would purposely not do their A list material because they know it was going to get stolen by Robin Williams. Yeah, but I he was said, still like it doesn't. Good artists borrow, great artists steal. Any any yeah. point, there's no deny, there's no denying his influence uh, as a yeah. stand up person, whether you like it or not, buddy. I well, like I, I watched that last yeah. one he did on HBO for about ten years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, and, I, I'm not talking about his older stuff. I'm talking about like the 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 '80s uh, stuff when he was like. You know, going to the comedy store and everybody oh, yeah. got excited yeah. when he'd show Still up. Still not my favorite. Wasn't my favorite. Not my no, not my fine. favorite that's kind cool. of stand-up. But yeah. the last one I watched, I was like, half of this is Bill Hicks and half of this is Eddie Azard. Mm-hmm. But also, I know these jokes. Yeah, yeah. He was an old guy who was, you know, you start to get less in touch with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. Dude, I used to love David Cross's stand-up and his last little, if the last couple yeah. ones haven't been the best. Um, look at Jerry Seinfeld, dude. Jerry mm-hmm. Seinfeld is like, uh, uh, 
not a not a nice human <laughs> and his work is is atrocious lately i've never I, I was never a huge fan of seinfeld stand-up either oh really yeah there's there's like uh, some some classic stuff but again yeah, like same thing same thing but like you can't you cannot deny uh the influence right yeah, i'm like well hey when, when he died when robin williams died i was in my work truck and i pulled over and i bawled my eyes out mm, you know, mm, like, so yeah i just like my the robin williams influence on me is less the stand-up and more act, acting like I don't give mm-hmm. a shit what anyone says. I still love Goodwill Hunting. Like, nope, mm-hmm. love it. I think he's fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Nope. fucking even Affleck's good in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're, you know, I know we're talking about this because this episode. I know, cool. and I said I wanted to get through this one quick because I got dinner okay. to make tonight. Oh right, and then we got other shit to do. <laughs> All right, sorry. All right, so Ray is Ray is flummoxed by the idea of being able to be killed in the past. And then he suddenly starts acting like a complete moron where he's like, am I, am I dead now? Am I dead now? Hello? Can anybody hear me? Which yeah. Stark is like, no. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay. Yeah. But that's so dumb, Ray. I'm like, yeah. I'm blaming Ray. You know, yeah. but like, that's just dumb. I hated that whole scene. I just hated all the writing in all these whole scenes. I mean, it's like, it's like they're kind of like, okay, how do we address? Maybe like, I'm sure they like ran this by a couple people and I'm like, hey, wait a sec. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this all like is so confusing. And, the, and it's like, okay, so we got to give kind of do the, uh, I'm going to yeah. use this word that my, my, our boy, um, uh, Adam Pateman used in a, in a recent episode of YMT, the uh, audience proxy right where it's all like yeah. wait what the fuck is going on here you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of that here yeah yeah okay so and, this scene in particular was just like like and it just called it more attention to the, what a mess it was yeah and again when this goes on where they're like here's our established rules of time travel mm-hmm. we're gonna break them all the time anyway but we're not constantly throwing in, down your throat these these constant Think, uh, time travel tropes and stuff from this first season it's it's one thing after a fucking another none of it jibes with itself so thankfully they just throw it all away yeah but, good so snart's very upset because rip rip points out that kendra they're not she, the pilgrim's not gonna bother with her because she'll just reincarnate it's okay um and not Rip because Rip is too important to the timeline for all the work he's done as a time master. Now, mm-hmm. file that because that comes into uh, we'll get to it. So suddenly, they see on the monitor that young uh, Sarah has slapped young Mick, and mm-hmm. Sarah and Mick go down to see what's going on between these wacky kids, and she's like, "This creeper said he liked the way I smelled." And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm usually a bit more slick, but these are I'm like, are you, are you, if you're just going up to chicks and going, like the way you smell. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's ever worked. You, 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 you smell real good. <laughs> <laughs> that's his opener. <laughs> maybe he just went awkward. And then he had to try to act cool when they came. Oh, hey, maybe I just, uh, you may, you, geez, chill out, chick. Yeah. Well, she smacked the shit out of him. And this is one yeah. little bit I like where she's like, Katie Law, uh, Sarah's saying, like, do I have to separate you? And she looks at herself. She's like, next time hit him with the flat of the palm. And then continue yeah. talking. I'm like, I thought that was cute. Yeah. And she's like, and you, you're not her type. And I just wrote down, Katie acting with herself is great. Double the lots for me. Because hmm. it, you, like you said, it's hard to pull off. And yeah. I thought she did, did a great job acting yeah. with herself. I did, yeah. One of the... One of the few delights in this episode. No, here's another delight. Ray 
is in his quarters. He's upset. He's eating a box of fruit brute cereal. Now, mm-hmm. I marked out for this. Yeah. Because fruit brute, you know, you're aware of Count Chocula and Boo Berry yep. and Frankie yep. Berry. Briefly in the 1970s, they introduced fruit brute, and he was a fruit, I was about to say a fruity werewolf, but that, no. He was a fruit werewolf who had a patchwork outfit. And I remember I loved fruit brute. It was like there, mm-hmm. it was there, uh, like, um, fruity pebbles and okay. suddenly it was pulled from the market and i don't know if it's true but the word that went around like the in the on the urban legends was they pulled it from the market because it made kid it made kids piss bright green <laughs> they had to pull and that's why my favorite cereal got pulled so wow you know, <laughs> Man, we gotta try some of this shit i know because rip apparently has a collection of vintage cereals which is the most convenient thing I love the old Western cereal. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like a Tarantinoism for Tarantinoism's sake. Mm. You know what I mean? But it was nice to see. As you said, I'm, I'm happy it it it, it uh, hit that bit of the subconscious for you. That, I used to tell people about Fruit Brute, and they and they would give me the same look when I told them that there was a TV special where Princess Leia sings at a Wookiee Christmas uh, party. Yeah. No, well, yeah. that didn't that didn't happen. And uh, so. Ray's about to propose again. Poor Ray. Can't catch a break because he's got the ring in his hand. He suddenly starts dying because the pilgrim is killing him in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, this pilgrim, did you look at uh, her up on IMDb at all? I didn't know. The actress? Yeah. She's been in about 22 things as like just one shots, you know, yeah. just nothing okay. that stood out. Okay. okay. This might have been a uh, bigger part or bigger, one of oh, her bigger parts. Well, it definitely is because when they yep. show best known for it was this episode yeah. of Legends okay. of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, she did seem a little great. Uh, I don't uh, want to. I feel like she's Vancouver, probably. Is she? She moved. Okay, would you feel better if I? Because I, I somehow some some reason I remember this. Would you feel better, Travis, if I told you she moved there from Australia? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no I, like i wasn't i wasn't insulting like either one it just felt like like i bet you she goes to like vancouver school of acting like i just we I have a, there's a flavor right you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it just felt like that uh no i'll be i'll just be straight up and then and i don't mean to you know i'm sure she's a lovely lady she's not good yeah <laughs> she's, yeah she's yeah it wasn't yeah. the best it was like uh um a look. I think a look got her this part, and it was. Oh, she's a, a lovely woman. I mean, she's it, she's a knockout. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like it was a certain kind of look that they wanted for this pilgrim. Oh, icy cold. Yeah. You know, yeah, icy yeah. cold. Great yeah. look. But for a second, I thought it was the woman who played Cordelia on uh, Buffy, but I guess not. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> when I first saw, her, I was like, I was kind of excited, but then like the more I was seeing her act, like oh yeah, she doesn't doesn't have the chaps. Yeah, so Firestorm comes in and she freezes him and then tosses him. And mm-hmm. I like the special effect on there. Ray, like, Rip gets his hands on the Adam's uh, prototype blaster. And he blasts the blaster out of the window. Again. Here I wrote, do you want to know what I wrote down? I'm like, this broad's been hit a bunch of times. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, this, this broad here, she can take a fucking beat. Boy, huh? Hey, that was like one of them, uh, one of them uh, beta rays, I think. Day, who knows? Sure. Dwarf star. Dwarf star is what it is. But uh, boy, she takes a look in and keeps on ticking, if you know what yeah, I mean. I'm going to roll for damage. <laughs> so... So back, so Ray's getting Ray's fine, and back in the 
present, I guess. And and he's, while, while this was going on, Kendra's like, Ray, Ray, you know, stay with me, Ray. You know, I'll be, I want to be with you forever. Just what you say to a dying man. And Ray heard it all. And he wakes up. He's like, uh, I guess you found the ring, huh? And uh, so he assumes that she accepted his proposal and they're engaged. So clumsy it's and so dumb. dumb. It's stupid. It's so dumb. I hated it so much. But I'm feeling for Kendra because, I mean, we've mm. seen, Ray has shown this pattern of behavior on this show, to be perfectly honest. This is true to his character. Hey, right? Can we go back to the 50s too? But she brings mm -hmm. up again. And <laughs> But, but, but that was like years. a week. In, in two years, he's talking about something that they spend like two years, that it was two years. I don't hate him for that. You know, I don't hate him for I that. But, uh, but, <laughs> but he's talking about something that lasted for two years. That was like a, a, a week ago that they've had to adjust from. So I don't, again, I don't hate him for mentioning that again. Okay. But, but, but assuming that we're engaged now, uh, yeah. a little much. But so uh, well, no. But that was like he's in a fucking that that whole uh, thing was a mess. Like that's not just on the on the writing of him. That was so stupid. Oh, so you you saw the ring? She's like, what? Oh, there it is. Huh? What? Hey. Oh, okay. Like that's just shit writing all around. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna I, I be honest. This episode, while there's some stuff I like, yeah. I when I rate them in my mind, I'm mean, I haven't and I gotta. I have to be refreshed by the last few. This is in the bottom 16 of, yeah. of season one, to be perfect, I think. Oh, Despite yeah. a few things that, a few, there's not enough I like in this one to save it from just going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Rip, well, here's another thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yes. Rip, Rip explains that what the Pilgrim does is called <sighs> temporal micro-manipulation. I know. I know. And, like shut okay. up dude okay. shut up it's they they pile it on in these in these time master centric episodes mm -hmm. they just pile it on all of this stuff that's what this is and that's what this is and it's all time that and it's it's, it's just overwhelming and it contradicts itself like i said mm -hmm. before and mm -hmm. uh Granted, I don't give a shit about this here because I like it. I like that that's her superpower. Like cool, oh, I dig it. That's her that's a superpower because yeah. that leads to the only scene that I really dig because it's so comic booky at the end. But mm -hmm. so, you know, that, so snart, he's, he's really pissed at rip because he's like, he's like, well, you know, I don't trust you because you don't ever talk about your past and I don't trust a man with secrets and all that. And he's mm -hmm. really on him about it. And here snarts like, well, we know, about rip because he doesn't have a past to go back to and i, I was just, you're right i think wentworth miller is probably like none of this makes any sense mm -hmm, <laughs> what mm -hmm. are we doing and so then they decide well the only thing they could do because she could attack at any time they got to go get themselves as babies and stein yes. said thinks it's brilliant snart says it's morally questionable <laughs> 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 wow I guess, yeah, I, I yeah, guess yeah. it is. I'd be surprised. I'm su did, did they switch dialogue accidentally? Because that sounds I like something that. Stein should have said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. So, and apparently, if they take too long, God damn, this fucking subplot. I forgot all about this. Yeah. If they take too long getting the, the, their past selves back to where they belong, no one will remember who they are. Mm -hmm. And Snort then says, well, that's better than dying. Mm -hmm. So he's like, 
So I guess morally questionable. Morally Maybe. questionable, but I don't know. Like Maybe it is. I don't know. It's <laughs> all of these the new new scenarios you're throwing at us here 16 minutes into this episode. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Um, so that like, like from this, this goes to like Sarah and Hot Girl have more mm-hmm. dialogue that again I didn't like it. Let's, do you like babies? Do you like babies? <laughs> His urine looks great. That's my <laughs> new favorite line of dialogue. No, 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 the baby's line was just so they could uh, get in a joke because they're talking about her, her, her yes, yes. relationship with Ray. She's saying, like, babies? And she says, yeah, I do, but that sounds like doubling down, Sarah. Yes, yes. And this is this is Three's Company. Exactly. That's exactly what I have written down here. Fuck you. But here's what I did like. I like... Sarah's ripped jeans are adorable. Yeah, yeah, adorable, yeah. adorable. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, man, ah, that's hot. We're really digging. We're really digging. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> digging. I, I like. I'm like, it's all like, Katie Lotz's torn jeans are my favorite part of yeah. this episode so far. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, but Ray's overheard the whole thing. This is isn't this the second time that's happened? Oops! Mm, there is like like some version of this, yeah. That's yeah. So, it's such so, a weak. Young chance. Sarah, young Sarah and young Mick are in the cargo bay, and Sarah puts her hand against the the scanner, and Gideon recognizes her, and they get out, and they're like, "Oh, cool!" Out, and then Mick immediately stops them. They hand him baby. Oh wait, hold on a second. Yeah, there's a you whole scene where they go back. Yeah. It's all right. They, yeah, they go back and they they as nurses. Yeah, I like this. I like this scene. Moment. I, yeah. I don't know. And again, this is too. It's cute. I think I like they. It is. You say that because you you've grown uh, attached to this character. I'm not as attached to this character as you are. And I don't. Th- and Ooh, I baby think snart. I just snart in general. I oh, like. Okay. I, I like. It. It's fine. Like I think maybe it helps that if you've had some. Uh, like if he because he's in the flash too right like yes and i'm gonna up more but for me for someone who's only watched this show for him like it's like you guys it's kind of like um my issue with mcfarlane riffing on himself on issue 13 of from issue one like hey this is us guys remember this character beloved character we created here's the baby version of him i don't know uh-huh. it didn't work for me it didn't work for me oh but he had a black he was the only he was Exa- the only baby that's with a black precisely blanket. what i thought like that was I like that made was me cute. roll my eyes yeah i know i, I think it was like, cute i know because you have more affection for this character than i do i would have thought that was cute if i just didn't have the affection for the character yeah, i was yeah, like yeah, yeah the yeah. bad guy has a black blanket that's funny yeah. Right. you know but <laughs> you know and they're like which one's snart look for the one yeah, with horns I and i, I thought yeah. that was i thought this was charming i thought it was all charming right. but right. they're, they're stealing the fucking baby it's 1972 you can steal lots of babies in 19 i thought this was charming so they're stealing the fucking baby <laughs> yeah oh, i loved it it's the most charming no, baby the, se- two scene i've ever seen <laughs> so okay so yeah they so so then Vic hands baby snart to himself and says this line of dialogue that just killed this. You better not drop my future criminal partner. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What? Come on. No, man. it's just one after another. It's like there's a. There's sometimes it seems there's a lot of assuming that this might be the first one anybody watched, and they're just yeah, like dumping stuff on people yeah. in this first season. It, it eventually gets to a point of you're like, if you try watching this show halfway through a season, sure. it's on you. You're yeah. not gonna know what the fuck's going on. They don't. They don't do a lot of explaining. Mm-hmm. So, so then, 
Rip tells Stein that they shouldn't participate in their own abductions as a paradox prevention. Although now we're getting paradox prevention. Stein's all <laughs> Stein's all excited. He's like, I just imagine what it'd be like to see my father, how mm-hmm. he felt the day I was born. I was like, isn't he a degenerate gambler? An episode ago, but then Jax is like, well, not for me, because my dad died in Somalia. Yeah. Somalia. Surprise! Here we go. We're going to throw this into. Like really, I hadn't that. Really... That's knowledge from the Flash. Oh, okay. But okay. I'm surprised. But but the fact that Professor Stein didn't already know yeah. that is ridiculous. He would of course know this already mm-hmm. because of the psychic connection they have. That again, they have to explain in this for mm-hmm. people who might not know what's going on. I guess. So I feel like that th- this is kind of like show Bible stuff that you didn't have to have this conversation. You could have found ways to sprinkle this over the course of the 11 uh, yeah. uh, uh, episodes before this. This is so, this is this was such a shoddy episode, man. To I come know. from like, like flirting with that eight. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> to no. like, like, dude, this is like three, maybe. Yeah, I agree, maybe. I agree, it's not. It's at yeah. the it's towards the bottom of the first uh, the first yeah. sixteen episodes. Just a, like, and it's not just the writing; like, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. Anyways, <laughs> to me, sometimes it looks like Katie Lotz is the only one going. Like, I'm going to plug through this because mm-hmm. of the bottom mm-hmm. seem like they're all kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this is this is this going to make a, a mm-hmm. season two? Yeah, I mean, it, it no. speaks volumes that it's that it's the the one that who's getting to speak with themselves is her. Right out of anybody in the cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but this this part is so stupid. I laugh my ass off because sometimes it just gets to that point. And this is when I I can tell that they just didn't care in this episode because let's let's go to nineteen whatever it was in Ivy Town. And Ivy Town is the fake DC uh, city the Atom is based out of. You know, okay. have D- DC. All those old DC city names are like Central City. Ivy yeah. Town and Metropolis and Gotham City. Is Metropolis, it based Gotham, on any? Yeah. Is it based on any uh, American city in particular? I'm sure it's been retconned into. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm aware of. It's a college town. That's all you got to know. Got it. And baby Stein's being born in the back of a car, and he pulls the baby out. The baby looks like it's already three years old. It's a big fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, exactly. That's why he's like, "What about his mother?" <laughs> exactly. So all of a sudden, Rip and Mick show up in an old ambulance, and Mick's just wearing a white coat over his criminal shit. Hey, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I noticed the white coat. We're here, yes. and yes. it was so stupid that I was just I was laughing out loud. Another and, sweet baby swipe. And, <laughs> And, oh, let's get a hold of that little rascal. He needs prenatal care. Yeah. <laughs> he means postnatal. He means okay. Postnatal. And then what about my wife? <laughs> like she just yeah. gave birth to a three-year-old. She needs care right now. And then they're like, did, and then we find out later that she died because you yes. took away. Like that was like that's what kept her alive long enough for the ambulance to arrive, and now yeah. you've ruined everything. Yeah, but so Stein is on the ship upset. That his degenerate uh, gambler dad just handed him to two strangers, and Ray explains it by saying, "Well, the fifties, <laughs> yes, the fifties were a more trusting time. Trusting time. People just Everybody. gave away babies left and right in the fifties. Just they, like they're 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 writing off 
like just with these little lines of dialogue to, to everybody's like what the fuck like for every kind of what the fuck it's like yeah, yeah, yeah shut the fuck up nerd quit asking <laughs> quit asking questions nerd and eventually and again you know what that becomes the the mantra of the show yeah quit, is quit asking questions nerd but the, the show is good enough to be where you're like yeah just don't just ro- roll yeah. with it because it's a yeah. it's a roller coaster but yeah. just <laughs> so Jax's dad is at the hospital. Stein sees him. He goes to get Jax so he can have a moment with his father who he's never met. And so he's like, hey, how you doing? You know, I thought you shipped out. You know, what are you talking about? You know, and he points at his bag and he's completely okay with the stranger talking. Oh, wait, that, that, that little moment where Victor Garber's like, wait a minute, I have to go back and get him. He <laughs> steps apparently... out of frame, steps out of frame and then brings him in. Like, this <laughs> Two no, he was at the he was at the candy machine. It was right around oh, the corner. Oh, was he? Oh, was that's he? what I assumed. <laughs> that's the, like I thought he was back on the wave rider. I, I know that was phony. I, I thought he was supposed to be on the wave rider. I know. But I'm like, I guess he was just getting a Snickers bar. <laughs> So they have a nice little scene together. I thought th- these two were good together. Yeah, and, I did too. I th- I did too. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Hey, could you just tell the nurse to give a message to my wife or something?" And then uh, suddenly, Pilgrim's about to get the baby, but the ledges were in and out during that uh, whole thing, and they left a little note that said, "Miss me." Yeah, and like uh, that was cute, like that. So Riv is they arrive at this palatial estate out in the countryside and rip takes them to his mom mother the strangest thing is on the imdb it lists the character's name as mary xavier and like they never say the name mary xavier Hmm. once i even looked it up is that a dc deep dive no but maybe maybe it was a cut scene maybe but uh it was just mother so now this actress She's good. I had to look her up. She's very good. Her name is Celia Imry, and she mm-hmm. has been on stage and film since 1971. Yeah, yeah, she looked like an old bro. Oh, she is, she might have the most impressive IMDb I've seen since we've started doing this show. Oh, it's, interesting. Cool. Oh, it's all the way, I mean, up to, um, yeah, the, the, those, uh, those uh, Marigold Hotel movies that were mm-hmm. really popular. Uh, mm-hmm. She, she, she should be used to being in an episode like this. She was in the Phantom Menace. So, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the pilots. She's man. one of the pilots in the Naboo Phantom Menace. I remember it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh my God. Yeah, I can remember. The, dude, I probably saw the Phantom Menace more than any other movie in the theater. Because uh, everybody wow, went, so I can remember. I can remember. That was just a time when everybody was going. Even though afterwards we're kind of like, you know, that wasn't that. That wasn't that great. Uh, well, <laughs> that I, had its issues. It had some problems. But but everybody yeah. I know went to that movie so many times when it was a theater. So I know like all the little wow. Malaysia from Phantom Menace. Yeah, we all um, went. Yeah, yeah, we I remember her. Stole it once and went out into the the parking lot with the whole like, what the fuck was that? And that mm. the end of that. Oh no, no, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a, a real soft spot in my heart for the for the sequels. Mm. Um, could we take a break here? Can we? Yeah, let's do cause, that. Because because you had mentioned that 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 really like really impressive IMDb, um, uh, things that you've noticed, uh, yes. and I because I. 
just finished an episode of uh, Yours, Mine, and the Truth. Uh, sorry, I'm doing this as I like kind of, I really want to seek out the, the guy's name here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where we looked at the film uh, Black Belt Jones and there is an actor in it um, who, you know, hadn't even thought of, like he's the youngest actor in the whole film. So the film from 1973, I talk about with my friend Colin Lau from high school that we loved in high school. And this actor slash writer slash producer slash director, Eric V has gone on to have a, an amazing career. This was the biggest revelation. I'm so excited. I'd love for you guys to listen to the episode, but uh, I'm excited to talk to tell you, my friend, that mm-hmm. he uh, directed an episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Really? <laughs> yep. Yep. What did he say? Uh, 2017, uh, The Legion of Doom. So I guess it's probably season two. That's season two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you also knew someone else who did a stunt work on that episode about the pulling out of the heart. You uh, mentioned that to me. Uh, uh, from, uh, oh, really? yes, yes. Oh, no, I know somebody who did, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, from that same episode? Oh, it's same crazy. season. So same I know season. somebody who did effects on that, on that episode, or possibly. So maybe mm-hmm. they work together. Oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like a degree of separation. Anyways, Black Belt Jones, it was a film that I loved with me and, and, and our friend Kelly both loved growing up in, in high school. And it's a black exploitation film. So it's it's interesting to go back and look at it. And, and to, you know, we had uh, apprehension, as I've mentioned, about mm-hmm. talking about it now, a couple of dorky white guys. Um, but it, it was such a rewarding experience to see uh, these artists and and the the music is so great and I highly recommend uh, finding the film. Uh, but uh, yeah, listening to uh, our recent episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth. Uh, what's up with Worldcast, man? Nobody wants well, to talk about uh, Von Eric dying or what? Well, we're gonna get to it because the uh, 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 work held things up for us to record the David yeah. Von Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so which is that it's I'd never seen this before. It is shockingly fucking sleazy and really terrible oh my god mm. chef's kiss mm. yeah i love yeah i love how low can wrestling get and yeah. wow oh, this wow. is fucking yeah. low this well hey speaking low. of how low can wrestling get anybody anybody following the world of wrestling yeah that's see that's the thing well the plum network yeah you know you know as we picked the right time to drop drop the pro wrestling oh yeah out of this <laughs> You know, my, my little inadvertent fucking uh, joke to goofing on Kelly, it might have saved this network. It's yeah, all yeah. I'm saying. It's all I'm yeah, saying. No shit. Yeah. It's just, isn't it funny how wrestling in, in general is usually three years behind in trends anyways? So it makes <laughs> See, sense that the, the Me Too would happen now. I thought the exact so same funny. thing. I was That's like, so funny. I, I mean, like, not funny. It's fucking awful. It is awful, <laughs> but, but, but you know the what I mean. Exact same thing. That yeah. no, wrestling is culturally always three years behind everything. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. Uh, that's great. But speaking of wrestling, yeah, <laughs> we're so, excited to record another today, episode yeah. of Mystery Titans Theater tonight. Yeah. I'm excited. Just before, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so. as we as we look back yonder on the innocent days of. <laughs> from, Wrestling. Yes. Mm-hmm. God damn it. You know that gif of uh I, I don't know who the actor is, but it's it's become a gif. It's an African American gentleman, a heavier guy. He's in like a yellow suit, kind of rubbing his hands together like he's watching something from a distance, like he's getting mm-hmm. excited about something. I'm not sure I'm, I, I'm not sure who it is, 
but uh, it might be Anthony Robinson. Uh, but it's just like kind of like, yeah, you're getting ready to like, it looks like he's about to eat like a really big cake or something. He's getting really excited <laughs> for it. Uh, but someone said uh, that someone said that's the, the producers of Dark Side of the Ring uh, watching, oh, looking yeah, at Twitter, I, looking at Twitter right now. I Ooh, did see boy. that. I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, just because I've just recently people are like, what the hell else are they going to talk about on this yeah. show? And, oh, man. Oh, no, dude. Uh, fucking uh, Ricky Dozen. Tell me that story. Yeah. You know, you know what? what I mean? Um I'm going to plug this. Dude, there is no shortage of, of sleaze. You know that, mm-hmm. buddy. Oh, I know that. But I'm going to plug this. You need to look this up. And people, even guys who don't like pro wrestling, look this up. I think you can get it on YouTube. David Lee Roth, some years ago, was doing some sort of internet-only show yep. where he dived on a subject that interested him. And he did the entire life and career of Ricky Dozan. And it's tremendous fascinating it's so good i mean when i first heard him like what's the moving it moving it back the pistol yeah, and knife yeah. you know but no it's- no he's <laughs> you know he he he's, he knows his shit he he knows his shit he's a wow. he's a huge yeah. fan yeah send me that link man that sounds it that sounds right i'll look it up later street. i'll find it that sounds amazing yeah let's let's uh let's 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 get to this buddy all right let's, hey, get, travis, let's wrap this bad boy up travis i am dv curious Mm-hmm. So, didn't even bother with the look at the reviews or anything because we were talking about last the last episode. How there's some people who watch a show and they see some guns and there's some inaccuracies in the guns. Jesus, how you know they can be a little obsessive. Let's say, well, you know what else people are obsessive about? Mm-hmm. Uniforms. Ugh. Okay, so I'm going to start with this very dull one, and then I'm going to get to the one that is. Mwah, it's fantastic. Okay. Okay. Jefferson's father is wearing private rank collars on his fatigues, except they are upside down. The American flag patch on his shoulder is also backwards. When the flag is worn on the right shoulder, the Union, blue square with stars, is located on upper right of the flag. When worn in this manner, the flag is facing to the observer's right and gives the effect of the flag flying in the breeze as the wearer moves forward. The appropriate replica for the right shoulder sleeve is identified as the quote, reverse side flag. And that is my Robert Stack impression for you. That's pretty good. Uh, no, I realized I was doing Robert Stack halfway through it. I, was like, I, know, I, was, I did it. too by the end. Though. Not <laughs> when you said it, I was kind of like, who is, it? who is he doing here? Okay, oh, now, there it is. Now, Jefferson's father is revealed to be a U.S. Army soldier assigned to the 10th Mountain Division. His rank is PV2, identified by the single chevron on both his lapels. His rank is upside down further. It is revealed that he died in Mogadishu, Somalia. There are only two men from the 10th Mountain Division that were killed in Somalia. Neither of them had the last name of Jackson. Jesus Christ. That's insane. That person's insane. That person's insane. That's like, that's like red flag, man. That's, either that, that's scary. Either that or someone was being very funny. And yeah, maybe, maybe you might be right. You might be. Maybe he saw like some other episode. Oh my God! Look at this. Look at the look at IMDb commenter culture. I gotta mm-hmm. dive in. So let's, let's get back to the episode. So they're at mom's, and what she does is I she, did want to mention uh, this uh, this house. Uh, yes. I, I recognize it's called the Brock House. It's a well known uh, old uh, heritage home uh, here. I used to work right next door to it for oh, wow. years, man. For years, it's just oh, a place neat. where you can rent out for like weddings or um, 
you know, whatever, anything. Bad episodes of my favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, like and it's used all the time in Vancouver film. I'm surprised. Yeah. There's another thing that like, I bet you they filmed the, the hospital scenes in this movie at that, uh, at the old um, uh, mental institution I was telling you about, mm-hmm. but I knew that like you see the Brock house all the time. Mm-hmm. So they drop off the babies. Cause her job is she works for the time masters, but she's only dedicated to the kids. Because Time Masters are recruited by, I guess, they're orphans throughout time. And they bring them there to get them ready to turn them into Time Masters. And she's the woman that takes care of them. And she's, I mean, in all of this ridiculousness, she's good. You know, she just rises above it because she's so good. And It's a little bit too much like Katie Hopkins. That's, that kind of shook me a bit at the beginning there because I, I mean, uh, she recently got kicked off social media, so that was good. Mm. But she's just a, just a person who just you know gives you that kind of reaction when you see her face. I found her, um, I found her quite attractive myself. All right, interesting. Just saying, interesting. Thought she was quite attractive. Okay. All, right. All uh, right, I like the older ladies. You know, All right, I, cool. I, look, I just turned fifty. I finally gotten to yeah. the point where I look at like quote unquote hot young chicks, and the, that's a child. And I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Cool. Yeah. All right. She gives think, that, that old old. I have a thing for old British dame actresses. That definitely. I get it. Hey, you're not alone there, man. And uh, lo- like Helen Mirren. Hell, oh, don't get me started. Don't yeah, do yeah. Oh, no, I get it. This show might get blue. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just gonna say when you started mentioning you like the older ladies, I was like, I, I do not want to see your search history. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> you really, really don't. <laughs> so, Snard tells her. Hey, look, I know I make a gorgeous baby, but you're going to have your hands full with me. That was kind of cute. That was I, thought, cute. Look, I thought it was the only line he had that he knew was good. You know what was the worst line he had? Maybe the worst line in, in the one? history of this series? Funny, you never mentioned having a mother. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck? Who says that? Who says things he's, like re- this? He's on to rip, see, because he doesn't trust him, Travis. Yes, he I doesn't know. trust him. But there's a better way you could have said that. You never met. Wait a second. You had a mom? What? <laughs> what? You never mentioned that? Yeah, I know. It's so, so stupid. stupid. <laughs> That's such a dumb thing to say. <laughs> So, anyways, so the, the refuge is at a secret location in history that apparently the Time Masters would never ever look mm-hmm. there for. Mm-hmm. So Mick finds young Mick who's staring at a match, and Mick confronts him. He's like, "You fell in love with the flames, and you ran. You left your family to die." And uh, he's like, I, "You know," and he's like, oh, you know, "Bother me, old man." And uh, he throws him up against the wall and says, "Like, when I get back, if you know, if you fuck anything up, I'm gonna kill you." He's like, you sound just like my dad. And uh, oh, that struck Mick. He's like, uh-oh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You all right? I learned it by watching you. Yes, oh, no. yes. Yeah. And um, so Jax is on the ship. And there's our, you know, he's crying. Stein comes over. He's like, hey, I'm not crying. No, psychic connection. I'm like, oh, this didn't need to happen. But he's upset that he didn't warn his dad, which, you know, and I thought he played this scene well I thought yeah i thought this is not bad this is not bad for, for yeah. whatever the fuck this was yeah um yeah he's a good actor like I can no, tell he's he a very good actor to, he had to get to a a, a tough spot here and i think and i think uh, garber was there to help him through i love scenes mm-hmm. like this man I, I i love uh i just i just i, I can't imagine what, what the set was like that night maybe that's why like it would have been in it yeah like, like let's put the two of them together and we'll get something good for this yeah. episode that's yeah. just a train wreck because there's always something good when these two inter- mm-hmm. have these uh these emotional interactions so ray and kendra boy right here she they tells him a talk 
the talk. <laughs> written here. Yeah, she tells him about the curse, and that she met old her herself last episode. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Okay, well, you could be happy with me, or you could listen to a former version of yourself who believes in curses. Um, when you decide, let me know. Ray has a merit badge and passive aggressiveness, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Just, wow. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, he did it. He he said it in a shitty way, but he basically said the exact same thing that Sarah said. Oh, you're gonna believe in curses." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you're, you, you're, he says you're yourself, right? You just like, uh, like, like, I, I, I know. You love I, I'm Ray. A Ray apologist. Ray. I'm a Ray apologist. But, but essentially, don't, yeah, don't yeah, be, I get it. Be proud. Be proud yeah. of being a Ray apologist. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? He essentially said I the same it. thing Sarah said. Yeah. So Gideon has detected a transcoronal beacon from the Pilgrim, and she's got Jax's dad, and she's oh. gonna kill. Him. I just hate <laughs> so so much. <laughs> and she says, I got and I have all your loved ones. And they show the still pictures of the many actors and actresses who were like, No, we're not showing up for this. No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shocked they got Clarissa on this to just do that one scene at the end. Like, really? They called her in just for that? <laughs> but the actress who plays Snart's sister was like, No, nope, I'm out of town. Sorry. <laughs> not doing this. So, so Riff says no. He hails the pilgrim and offers to give him. This God, I get a headache here. He offers to give himself from the past before he becomes a time master to her, and she can wipe him out, and therefore the team would never have happened. So he could save his team. And Stein points out, he's like, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> because you said that was dangerous. And now, nah, whatever, fine. She falls for it. I just... And, and so, they, the next scene, they, they meet at... Like, here's what I think what they're trying to do with Rip is like, he's, he's like, he's like, he's still the you know, still the rebel from the Time Masters, but he still kind of knows that there's these rules with time, right? Yeah. But I guess he's learning more and more, like maybe some uh, rules are meant to be broken. Maybe I should start taking some <laughs> of my own advice. You know, and that's kind of what we see at the end here mm-hmm. uh, with uh, when he has that conversation with Jax, right? I think yeah. that's what they're trying to get across to us, but it is so fucking clunky, man. It is mm. so clunky. So, <laughs> so they mean that... It's, it, the graphic says abandoned Time Master's outpost. And it's an abandoned factory. And they're going to meet for a prisoner swap. And mom's there with young Rip, who had been back mm-hmm. at the house. Mm-hmm. So I it, love that, that, that this Victor Garber. Like, it was obvious that it was him, right? He's yeah. dressed just like him. They gave him the blue little hoodie to and match everything. He's got a, le- he's got a leather Victor jacket. Garber. Victor Garber, that's you? <laughs> like, that reminds me of, you ever watch Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Do you remember when uh, when the penguin takes off the, the red uh, glove to reveal that he's not a chicken? Mm-hmm, and, and Wallace yeah, is like, yeah. good grief, it's you. That's like what it felt like at that moment. How fucking stupid can you be? So, so Mick says, like, uh-uh, you, you know, we need to show a good faith. So she beams over beams beams over Jax's dad and they mm-hmm. send the young rip and they're doing the prisoner swap and then you so see this was the, this was pretty good here's the, here's yeah. the, the thing that that fucking sucks here is her asking where's the rest of your crew they're, they're around. around they're Fuck around off man i'd be like okay later 
let me know when I see everybody. Like, cause that's what ended up fucking her is just like, not like following up on that question. Oh, okay. That's good enough. They're around. I, I, I won't have to uh, I'd like ask again. That was so dumb. Here's, Why even well, here's ask something, about them? Here's something that I've come to a conclusion. The time masters, um, thugs are nowhere near as impressive as they're made out to be. <laughs> yeah, they killed also, like they, they built her up to be this a killing machine and like so were the hunters mastermind so were so were the hunters they killed them in one episode yeah. the, time, the time masters apparently are not effective at this yeah they're not, that's why <laughs> they're not good at anything they're not yeah. good at plot they're not good at plot development they're not good mm-hmm. at security they're not good at assassins mm-hmm. all of it so and she says here's what she uses as the beam to beam them over her master controller it's a it's a mouse it's it did look like a mouse it is a mouse that's what it is it's a mouse like a gamer mouse yeah (laughs) and and part of me finds that charming for them trying to do a low budget show but maybe they forgot shit (laughs) go run to radio shack go hey where's a gopher go drive to fucking radio shack go to circuit city so raising his jacket (laughs) and, and and the legends attack and they have the big fight. And at one point they have this shot where she is frozen. All of them in their like action figure poses as all yeah. of them. And this was a really, up. really cool freeze effect. I love this, but, but it was like, Oh my God. Okay. We got it. You know, you could have, you could have whipped through this a lot quicker and just shown us this overall thing. It was mm. great, but it went on forever. <laughs> no, I, know it, I didn't care because I was like, yeah. I like this yeah. better than anything else I've yeah. seen so far. Yeah. You know, the slow motion pan of all the heroes doing their shit. And, and hey, you know what would be a good comic? I'm what? thinking right now, Lil Rip. Because <laughs> Lil Rip, Lil Rip saved the day. Yeah, Lil Rip. He, he comes up yeah. and he stabs the bit. He, he stabs her. Yeah, how do you think of that? Why do you think of this blade in between your ribs, bitch? Twice. See, if you forgot who you was fucking with, didn't you? It's just so fucking insane. <laughs> and she's the like, kid ah. kills a woman. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. And so now her concentration's down, and all the weapons. Uh, hit at the same time, and Sarah saves a uh, young Rip, and they turn this chick into ash. And I'm like, we're seeing Ray murdered a motherfucker last episode. They fucking mm-hmm. kill her dead. And mm-hmm. one of the one of the critiques of season one that I read uh, recently was they felt like they were trying to be too much like Arrow and be as grim as Arrow and yeah. with a lot of killing and shit and. Right. Uh, like this that's in these two deaths i was like they're just killing motherfuckers now okay because mm-hmm. that definitely does not stick around so <clears throat> they're back on the ship and here's the way i'm to wrap things up there's a nice scene with rip and mother because rip says uh you know when, when he first went there he he'd, he was he was a rapscallion on the streets who would stab motherfuckers for food mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he that's why he knew he would he would. He, I knew what I was like, you know. The I was like, okay, but Clarissa's on the ship, and she, oh, here's why they had to bring her in just for this. She doesn't recognize Martin because they're out out of time now. Because the ones who had taken as babies, nobody remembers them, you know. So until they're restored where they need to be, 
that's going to exist. So this is like out of nowhere as we're getting into the last four episodes as a plot device. Right. And but uh, Sarah's dad, you know, they have a nice little scene, and she gives him like amnesia. I said, you like pills. that guy more than I do. <laughs> oh, when he said, "You know, baby," well, again, like an amnesia pills. Here's what you were talking about. Baby, like that, hold on, they, hold on, hold on. They didn't have that. Uh... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Baby doll, I always knew you were gonna take care of people. I was no knew you was gonna be a hero and i was right oh i love i love his delay i love him i love him and i always knew i could book online for a hotel and save all sorts of money oh. <laughs> so then <laughs> ray and kendra jackson's with his dad he tells his dad because his dad knows now uh before i guess they give him amnesia pills and Jax tells him to be careful on this certain day, so maybe he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And I thought they had a nice scene together. Those mm-hmm. two were very good together. So I said, Ray and yeah, Kendra, I thought though, so, too. Well, Ray yeah. and Kendra, <laughs> this, this fucking scene. Because Ray's, the person they kidnapped, that's Ray's um, loved one, was uh, uh, not Jean Doring, but it was, uh, her last name was Doring. His, his dead fiancé from the past. And... <laughs> He's like, yeah, she's over in the other quarters. You know, my other fiance. And I was th- like, it was such a weird choice for him to, to, to pull. Like, I know. that was the same year she died. I don't understand. I know. It's also weird, man. It's also dumb. And like, that was an attempt to give her like some sort of parallelism. Like, oh, maybe I should recognize that I'm kind of attached to someone too in these uh, time jumps. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but she but says, you know yes. what? She says, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're getting married. Whoopty ding dong. Uh, yeah. I thought hey, the last hey, scene in guess this what? They episode don't, they don't they don't get married. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I figured as much. But uh the last scene in this episode was the most interesting of the bunch. All of a sudden they started bouncing off of each other. I get the uh-huh. uh, I get the feeling that they have one they have like their certain writers who will write individual episodes, but then we'll have some we'll have like, you know, they have somebody else who tells them, okay, you got to introduce this other episode here. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that's done by somebody completely different because oh, this last scene felt, felt like way, or way more like, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this show. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the show that had these whispers of, of people I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, dude, this was uh, dreadful, but they set it up for what's happening next. All right. So here's what happened. I always call it the team get together at the end. And you're mm-hmm. right. Cause if you look at, the writing credits it's a team of writers so yeah you're exactly right yeah and it, so mick comes in and he's like well i just pulled young me's head out of his ass so you know maybe he'll because he had the nice scene with the kid telling him to be better and it wasn't his yep. fault uh, yep. I, I really i didn't you know don't want to go get into it too much i thought that was a nice scene with him in the kid yep. um but he's like uh <laughs> but he has he's totally unchanged so ray's like uh, I'm not sure if it's stuck. He's like, yeah, me either. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. And, and, but then Leonard Snart says it all about this whole episode. He goes, there's all talking about shit. He goes, yak, yak, yak. I thought we were on a clock here. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, Christ. thanks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they have to get savage. They, they, they got to do it now before they're, you know, people never remember them in history. And so the only place they know they can go is to 2166 when he's at the height of his powers because Rip then delivers this line of dialogue. But I'm sorry, Travis, I get a pale. But for, go ahead, go ahead. Like, We've quite literally 
run out of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, I, but, yeah. It's not yeah. bad. Like, no, that's what I mean. Like, it yeah. was good. Like, in that setup's like a good like. A, if if you had if, if this was a show that was like, yeah, hot time travel show, that'd be the best way to to wrap up season twelve or episode twelve. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but but it, like, unfortunately, like as I said, this last scene was great. Uh, the best scene of the whole episode, I thought, because I think it was written by somebody completely different who wrote the rest of the episode. Yeah, it felt that way. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I've for as we wrap up, man, mm-hmm. like I'm not defending this one at all. I think this is the worst episode we've watched okay, so far. Good, good. That, that like that really, like I really felt like, kind of, am I just being an asshole? Am I just in a no. shitty mood watching this? But no. yeah, it was. I mean, I have I have affections for certain parts of it that mm-hmm. you don't, but. Based on this rewatch, it's shocking that we just watched the best episode we'd seen of. I know, I know. That's probably what makes it makes it so. And this uh, one is wow. Yeah, it it just felt like it felt felt like even though they have a shorter run than the other CW shows, this one felt like filler to me. Mm -hmm. It felt like a lot of filler, a bunch of time time master horseshit that I don't care about. But yeah. Anyway. All right. But you know what, Travis? It's not just this show, because quite literally, we've run out of time. That's right. I gotta, I gotta make dinner for my, uh, for my daughter and my wife, uh, because uh, Johnny and I gotta watch some old wrestling in a bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, I will touch base with you soon, my friend. I will. But talk for to everybody you in a else. <laughs> so that's it for Gideon, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I had a great time talking about it because sometimes yeah, talking about the really bad episodes can be almost as much fun yeah. as talking about the really good ones. So sure, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. <laughs>